Hi, everybody, and welcome to Will This Be On The Test? I'm Maddie. I'm Austin. And we're here today to talk about some things you should have learned in school but didn't learn, didn't learn fully, or didn't learn correctly. And sometimes we talk about that we gotta go out for the first time in a year and go to a place. Yeah, we were gonna do it yesterday. We're recording this on Sunday. But then on Thursday, my back was like, <laughs> remember who's boss around here, bitch? So I have not really been able to walk in three and a half days now because my back went out. So this is also going to be a pretty fast episode because I am currently sitting in a folding chair and that's not great. No, it's not. But we did get to visit people who have who have been vaccinated longer than us and... It was very exciting. Um, they're all family members, and they seem just as excited to have someone to talk to that wasn't each other as we yes. were uh, to talk to them. And we also, um, because we are amazing people, we got we got Maddie's mom a cat tree. She just got two cats. This The cat was already playing with it before I had it put together. But once it was put together, it's like, oh, well, we'll just play with the box it came in. Yeah, he's in the middle of building and the cat walks into the part that you can crawl in. It's like, I live here now. We're like, get out of there. No, I'm good. So cute. So cute. I, You know, I love their new when there are cats, just in general. Other than yeah. when I just want to be alone and then Fezzik decides that I am his new bed. Yes, he was. Fezzik could tell you weren't feeling good, so he was going to make everything worse by sitting on you so you can't move. Yeah, he wanted so badly to take care of his mom, but mom was mom did not want it. No. Speaking of mom, uh, today I am talking about the history of Mother's Day. <gasps> Mother's Day? Yes, because when this comes out, the following Sunday, I think, is Mother's Day. We are very bad people. We don't know when Mother's Day is. Yeah, um, and hopefully I actually put down in this when it is. <laughs> I believe it is the second Sunday in May. But either way, Mother's Day is coming up, and so if you have a mother figure for whom you plan to buy something, go do it now. Am use you know use that Amazon two day delivery, or if you're vaccinated, put on a mask still and go shopping if you need to. Yeah. But yeah, it's coming up, guys. Go to Target, get her some wine. We can't do that here. No, we can't. Our state is still lame about that stuff. We can buy so lame. beer and White Claw, at, White Claw at the grocery store or Target, and that is it. Wine has too much alcohol. Cider has too much alcohol. I miss the days when I could walk into a 7-Eleven and buy some tequila. Oh, good times. Like other parts of the country, not Captain Prohibition that Kansas is. Anyway, the American version of Mother's Day. Also, we did like Mother's Day activities every year through elementary school. And they never talked to us about what it actually was. It was just like celebrating mom. You think by like at least fifth grade, they'd be like, all right, let's talk about, you know, where this comes from. But no, never. No. The American version of Mother's Day is actually pretty new. But the idea of holiday setting, uh, celebrating mothers goes back to the beginning of recorded history. Yes, I am talking about our friends, the Greeks <gasps> and the Romans. Uh-huh. But... Unlike most of their other celebrations, these are not very well recorded. Really? No. And I'm pretty sure some ancient Greek and Roman spirits listen to this podcast, though, and they will come at me if I don't mention the fact that they had these types of celebrations. So I am bringing it up. Uh, according to the website Greek Reporter, Mother Earth, also called Gaia, was initially worshipped as the big deity because she gave to uh, birth to Earth, Mother Earth. Mm. Uh, but then her daughter Rhea became the primary focus of worship for mothers. Rhea was the wife and obviously the sister of Cronus, because we know how everything worked back then. It's like a 
big episode of Game of Thrones. And so she gave birth to many of the gods who were worshipped in ancient Greeks, and she was therefore worshipped every spring as part of their festival of nature and fertility. So that is the Greek version of Mother's Day, but it was part of a greater thing. Then there were the Romans had a festival that was similar called Hilaria. Now, yes, there are like 27 different things that are called Hilaria. This is just one of them. Um, this one, it was in honor of the goddess. I should have looked this up. I don't know if it's Sybil. I don't know if it's Sebele. I don't. It's C-Y-B-E-L-E. Um, obviously. I think it's Sybil. They stole the word Hilaria from the Greeks, meaning merry or cheerful. And they had the celebration on the March equinox. Like there's this whole history that's re- unrelated to Mother's Day that regards Hilaria celebrations. So don't at me all about all of that. But this one reflect the myth of Sybil and Attis and obviously does not in and, you know. When you're celebrating moms, the best thing you can do is just not eat for several days and then do some scourging and whipping. I mean, that's the opposite, because usually it's like mother's like, no, you're going to eat. Why aren't you eating more? Eat some more food. Here, let me put food into you. Nope. This one is you don't eat for several days and then you, you know, beat yourself and others. See, uh, in in modern day, the beating has been replaced with just guilt for not calling her enough. Mm hmm. Or according to other sources, it was fun in games, kind of like April Fool's, but honestly, it's the Romans, so I'm going to go with the scourging and whipping. Scourging and whipping did count as a prank in ancient Rome. Now, I'm just mostly shocked that nothing I read talked about giant penises. It is Mother's Day. It's going to be just... This one part of it is. I'm sure one of the hilarious celebrations at least had giant penises being carried about like the Festival of Dionysus. Yep, just phallic symbols everywhere. Which, by the way, uh, once you've found out that everything is in fact a phallic symbol in the ancient world, you just cannot stop seeing phallic symbols on government buildings. No, no. Every government building is just a giant penis. Yeah. So the most direct link we have to modern Mother's Day comes from centuries, centuries upon centuries later with 17th century England. Oh, 17th century England. This could not be fun. On the fourth Sunday of Lent, Mothering Sunday was celebrated. However, it had less to do with moms and more to do with going to the church where you were baptized or which was called your mother church. Or if you couldn't get there, just the nearest church or cathedral to you. Servants were so kindly given this day off so they could hang out with their moms and other families and go to church, too. You know, super nice of them during Lent to let the servants take one day off during the days that they were supposed to, like, not be eating. Because there's a lot of fasting during Lent. But this was one day where you got to take a break from the required fasting of Lent because of uh, the gospel for the day is John 2, 1 through 14, which is the one with the loaves and the fishes. Okay. Since Mother Earth provides the food in the first place, then we should eat food on that day and um, return to our mother church, basically. So that day, Mothering Day, you could eat because that was the day where we were supposed to celebrate the Loaves and the Fishes miracle. As time went on, the holiday became more secular and children would give their mothers flowers and other small gifts before the celebration faded away entirely. Um, Mothering Day is still a thing. It does still exist, but it's kind of uh, one of those things people are like whatever it's not one of the high holidays it's like no i mean i i looked there are no mothering sunday cards at hallmark um hallmark does come into this though 
Did so, they make a Christmas movie about this? Yes. They're going to make a Hallmark Christmas movie about Mother's Day. That tracks with all of the Hallmark logic we have witnessed. They would make a Mother's Day Christmas movie. We need to go watch a Hallmark movie. It's been a while since we've watched one. I know. We were on a, like, a real run with the uh, Aurora, Aurora Tea, Tea Garden. Garden. Oh my god, they're so good. They're they're awful and I love them. Hey, bitches fight back in that one. Yes. And it's like, it, they are not always saved by a man. Sometimes they are, but that's just life. Yeah, sometimes they're sa- sometimes they're saved by a pool. Anyway, this brings us to the Mother's Day we celebrate in the U.S. This actually started with some good old-fashioned mom shaming well before fa- Facebook made it cool. Ooh. So you know now it's all about. I can't believe that just for this photo, you have your kid not strapped into their car seat, because clearly that means that you don't plan on strapping your kid in just because you want to take a photo of them in their cute new puffy jacket. Um, I noticed that your child has a shirt that clearly contains nylon. Do you just want them to be a burning torch? Yeah. So this was going on long before Facebook made it cool and public. I'm going to say they didn't make it cool. Well, people seem to be pretty fucking okay with it. Um, This is when Anne Jarvis of West Virginia co-founded a group called Mother's Day Work Clubs, which taught women how to properly care for their children. Interestingly. And and this was old-timey, so it was like, only give them a little laudanum. This is pre-Civil War. Okay. Uh, interestingly, though, these clubs became of a became a unifying factor in the years after the Civil War, because instead of telling mothers how to parent their children, it was mothers th- telling their children to get the fuck over it. <laughs> OK, look, we know we screwed up, but come on, this is really on you. While the North and the South were now technically one country, no one was getting along. So Jarvis created Mother's Friendship Day, where moms would literally sit down with soldiers from both sides of the war and try to get them to try to get them to make up (laughs) it's like i feel like this is like you know that look and that voice your mom gives you now what did you do did you say you were sorry no what are you going to do now but but he sacked vicksburg now i understand that he upset you but was your reaction of shooting at him with your old-fashioned musket okay no all right, so go apologize to him for shooting at him with your musket. I'm sorry you're a filthy Southern traitor. No, that is not how we do this. I'm sorry that I shot at you with my musket. That is how, how I imagine this whole thing yes. went, actually. <laughs> Except with uh, more accents, probably. I, I feel, and like some thous and where arts. No, that's that's way older than I'm thinking. I don't know when that all kind of stopped. Honestly, it's... You know, if we were better at sound editing, I'd probably put the like the Ken Burns Civil War music in the background of this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know how like it did become a unifying factor, at least for some people. I'm sure it didn't work on everyone or even that many people, but it became something like a unifying thing. So less mom shaming, more soldier shaming <laughs> by their mothers. Oh, my God. It's like they were trying to invent Facebook. Yeah, it's like, okay, Jeremiah, now that you're home, I'm glad to see you. But you know your cousin Rufus from, you know, down south, he got home too, and I need you to talk. Like, it's, I feel like it's that kind of thing. Because, you know, Thanksgiving, real uncomfortable after this war. Did they even have Thanksgiving? Yeah, they did have Thanksgiving. They of. must have. like Kind we... of. Kind of Thanksgiving. It's been a while since we talked about yeah. Thanksgiving. 
Around the same time, an abolitionist and suffragette named Julia Ward wrote in 1870 the Mother's Day Proclamation, which was requesting mothers unite to promote world peace. Three years later, she campaigned for Mother's Peace Day, which was to be on June 2nd. Not a whole lot happened with that. There were a few other people, both men and women. There is one that they named the father of Mother's Day. I'm like, why are we giving (laughs) bro any credit when his wife was also involved and also his didn't do anything? But whatever. I'm sorry. Are you shocked that a man is getting credit for a woman's hard work? Have you paid no attention to our past five years of this podcast? We've only been doing this podcast for like a year and a half. That's true. It just feels like longer. Um, so there were other people trying to do it, but the one that really succeeded was in 1905 when Anne Reeves Jarvis, who I mentioned earlier, died. Her daughter, Anna, because, you know, super, you got to name your kid after your selfie, um, decided that Mother's Day should honor the sacrifices mothers make for their children. She got financial backing from a finan- from a department store owner in Philadelphia, and in May 1908, held the first ever official Mother's Day celebration in Grafton, West Virginia, at a Methodist church. The st- uh, store in Philadelphia was actually a chain of department stores called Wanamakers, and they also had a celebration that same day, and thousands of people attended. Now, I do want to say, despite, like, Anna Jarvis really pushing for all this, she actually never had any kids of her own. This was, like, her life's mission was to make sure moms got credit for the sacrifices they make, while she herself never actually became a mom. Which maybe she looked at it and she goes, that's a lot of sacrifices. I'm it's not like, fucking doing like, that. like, oh, gosh, Bo, you need more credit for this. I'm not doing this, but you guys need more credit for it's this. It's like, um, I'll give you credit and then not do it. And you'll, that way I will lower your burden by never asking you to babysit. Yeah, it's really a win-win. Mm-hmm. So she began a letter-writing campaign to newspapers and politicians saying holidays almost exclusively celebrated men. And it was about time the women who raised those men among everyone else in the country got some goddamned recognition. She probably wrote it nicer than that. Wow. All the holidays do celebrate men. Pretty much, yeah. There's Mother's Day. We have more holidays that are tree-centric than women-centric. I mean, every day has at least one holiday on it, so I'm sure that there are other ones that we just don't do anything for. Yeah. But yeah, definitely all the ones we get off school for or work for are either religious holidays or celebrate dudes. Yeah. At least until we have a female president. Yeah. By 1912, the holiday was unofficially recognized in a lot of places. And then in 1914, Woodrow Wilson declared it a national holiday second Sunday in May. I was right. It is going to be on the Sunday following this episode coming out. So if it is Tuesday right now when you are listening. Sure hope you're listening, you know, with enough time to go by yourself, by your mom, grandma, mother, figure, spouse, partner, whoever is raising your children something for Mother's Day or wait or if you don't want to buy something for anybody or if you just want to wait until the after Mother's Day sale to get the cheap candy and flowers that is your right as an American I guess now is saying the end of the oh shit I forgot well I'm gonna wait until after buy some cheap stuff and then blame it on the pandemic Austin this is the first time that we're fully vaccinated the day after a holiday oh yeah you know what that means you are gonna go to the store the day after Mother's Day. Is and Mother's try... Day a very, like, candy-centric oh, yeah. holiday? Oh, yeah. There's lots of candy, and there's flowers, and you have literally, in our entire relationship, never bought me flowers. Huh. 
but please don't buy me any creepy Mother's Day flowers. Like, just regular flowers are fine. I'm just going to get you, like, a funeral bouquet. A wreath. A wreath. One of those standing wreaths with the tripod. It's just a standing wreath, like, <laughs> in memoriam. <laughs> my sympathies. I'm like, yes, this is related it's to like, my husband. It's like, did you just... No, he's not dead. He was just apologizing for marrying me. <laughs> it's like, my sympathies. I'm a handful. <laughs> No, but actually my favorite flower is about to come up in this, and it is the most common flower for Mother's Day. So the initial goal of Mother's Day was that of personal celebration, where people would wear white carnations, which are... Your favorite flower. And which you have never... Been able to find for you. Oh my god, they are in the cold section of the florist at every grocery store. Oh, I never go in there. They are sold single or in bouquets. The single ones are like a dollar. They used to sell them to raise money for like homecoming dance in high school. I don't know what you're talking about. I have to go buy myself some flowers after this episode because he doesn't love me. I love you. I love you so much that I know that you would view flowers as an extra chore. I had a, a dozen or so purple carnations I bought myself after my divorce because I just really I saw them and I was like, this will make me feel better. They lived for four months. They were cut dead carnations. The stems molded and they did not die. I finally had to throw away a living bouquet of carnations. Um, so they would wear those white carnations and visit their mothers and attend church services. And, um, and that was how it started. That was the goal. But then Woodrow Wilson declared it a national holiday. So commercialism happened. Yes. And by commercialism, candy companies, florists... And greeting card companies all jumped on this and were like, this is our holiday. Yeah. So when they say Mother's Day was just one of those holidays invented by Hallmark, it wasn't invented by Hallmark, but it was capitalized, capitalized upon. upon by Hallmark and made to what it is today by Hallmark. Huh. Uh, so this is just six years after this. Anna Jarvis is like, okay, all right, maybe this will calm down. And I mean, I initially got florists involved. I did the carnation thing myself. Like, this is fine. No. She spent the rest of her life fighting against Mother's Day. That's insane. Because it was so highly commercialized and had stopped celebrating the mothers and was just there to make money for different companies. And she was like, this is the opposite of what I wanted. This was a private celebration to celebrate your mom. And it's turned into this big to-do at stores where we're spending money and stuff that our moms do not want. No. Instead of actually spending time with our mom, which hopefully is what they want. Hopefully we don't suck that much. Um, and as any mom will tell you, most of the crap they get, they just do that big fake smile and they keep it until their kid leaves and then they throw it away or or they feel bad and they hide it somewhere in a box and then they like leave it there until their kid dies and finds it and their kid doesn't remember giving it to them at that point so they just throw it away and it's up in the trash either way wait so that lump of clay that i slapped some paint on in the second grade wasn't something my mother actually wanted <laughs> probably not but i think actually one time i did make her something really cool out of legos for mother's day but then i took the legos back because i needed them for something new <laughs> But this was definitely a very nice Lego, I'm gonna say robot gun. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Um, if you're an adult buying something for Mother's Day for your mother figure in your life, try to figure out what they would actually want and do that. And if you're a teacher having your students do something for Mother's Day, first of all, be aware of who is in your class, who has mothers, who does not, etc. 
Um, not like I'm somebody with a dead dad and it never hurt my feelings. Like it legit straight, like have your fa- father, daughter, whatever. It doesn't bother me, but like, don't go on and on about how mommies are so special and perfect and you can't live without them. Uh, when you're dealing with little kids, especially if you have foster kids in your class or something, cause not yeah. great. Anyway. Um, uh, but my main point there is, uh, make sure that the projects that you send home are something that won't be easily, um, noticed if they suddenly disappear because mom wants fridge space back. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I don't care. Mom loved her Lego spaceman robot gun. For the five seconds she For had the it before you used it. five seconds she had it before I needed it back. <laughs> uh, so she spent the rest of her life fighting against the Mother's Day that she had fought so hard for because of the commercialization of it. Despite this, Mother's Day didn't go away and, in fact, is celebrated all around the world. Though, obviously, it looks different in each country, um, although... America's version of Mother's Day has kind of seeped into probably nine out of ten of them. In many places, it still has religious ceremonies involved. It still celebrates certain gods, with mom as kind of a part of it rather than the focus. Um, no judgment, but I don't get why that we're calling those Mother's Days because mom like is just kind of there. Like she, I'm like, why aren't we calling Christmas Mother's Day? Then she also is there at Christmas. Yeah. Um. So no judgment. I feel like the articles I read those in were trying to word pad so they could get Mother's Day in an article as many times as possible for SEO purposes. Or maybe it's just a religion. It's like, uh, I guess, fine. We'll acknowledge that women exist on one day a year. This is all you get. Mm-hmm. But here are a few countries that actually do have some version of Mother's Day. These are not the only ones. Um, First one is Japan. Japan started theirs after World War II and focused on the mothers who had lost their sons in the war. Because, guys, Americans, not the only one who lost children in the war. Now, I don't remember a whole lot about World War II and the Japan part of it, other than, you know, the bombs and, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like, Japan, what? I know why we were beefing with the Nazis. I don't really remember why we were beefing with Japan. Uh, Pearl Um, Harbor had a little bit to do with it. But why did that, like, this is something that they didn't cover in school. It was like, Nazis, Nazis, Nazis. Oh, Japan was there too. Uh, Japan basically was, they were a small crowded island. And it's like, oh, well, they start, they developed a very like militaristic imperial mindset. And it's like, cool, we're just going to claim parts of the South Pacific and China because we are able to do so. And yeah, it's, it's complicated. It was just expansional imperialism. Mm -hmm. Well, regardless of the reason, I remember that in every war, both sides have losers. And sometimes that is the parents whose kids don't come home. And so that is why it started in Japan, uh, was to like tell the moms of fallen soldiers that, yes, we see you and you are still important. They would give um, they would give the moms carnations, which still happens. Uh, historically, children would give their mothers a red carnation if the moms were still alive or wear a white one if their mother was dead. But now it's kind of I read some articles that said white is the norm either way. I read some that said red is the norm either way. Uh, white is traditionally a funerary color. Yeah. Um, it like, But it was split 50-50 with the articles I read. Um, also, like the kids, they'll draw pictures and they'll pamper their moms with special meals. They take over chores for the day, stuff like that. Uh, Ethiopia has a badass festival over here. Uh, this is called the Antrosht Festival. Happens at the end of the rainy season around the beginning of fall when family members come together for a big meal. The daughters bring the vegetables, the cheeses, the butters, the spices. The sons bring the meat. And they work together as a family to create this special meat hash. And then they perform songs and dances about f- heroes from their family histories. 
Um, which sounds so much more fun than what we do. I mean, it's kind of like what we do, except the songs we're singing are about... My family doesn't sing on Mother's Day. Oh, my, my family sings all the time. Yeah, my family does, like... Actually, no, I guess I guess my grandfather just sang all the time. Yeah, my family does We don't not... sing so much no more. <laughs> no. But, like, so that's kind of a badass way of doing it. And the ultimate goal is, of course, to celebrate their mother. So they also, like, do it through storytelling of our family history and look at this amazing food. And Ethiopian food is really good, so... Uh, then we have Germany. Uh-oh. Like Japan, Germany began celebrating this, but theirs was during World War II. <sighs> Except instead remember of remembering the m- women who lost children in the war, this was to celebrate the women who had the most children to support the fatherland and the Aryan race. Oh, God. They were given medals in gold, silver, or bronze based on the number of children they had for the fatherland. Cool. It's like, your only value is how many fighting men you've made for us. Yes. This is the kind of thing we didn't learn about in history. Like, it wasn't just about eliminating the people that Hitler found distasteful to him, but also turning the remaining women into breeders. Yeah, the more you learn about the Nazis, the worse they are. It's just yeah, like they were never great. There was never a time where we learned about them. We're like, oh, these guys are great. But every time, every time you learn something new, it's like, oh, 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 yeah. It's like it's like the little details. It's like it's It's the like the big stuff is bad, but the little details, the stuff that was clearly an individual's decision and not something that was like an order or something that they were threatened into doing. Um, or something that was part of the culture, like one person's decision or a small, like that's where it gets even scarier in some ways, but this is a cultural overarching thing. Um, yeah. So they were trying to create more Aryan breeders by giving them medals based on the number of children they had. I, I mean, we are very competitive people. Yes, but... Not uh, in this way. No. Uh, after the war, when people kind of snapped to their senses, it actually became a lot like the one that we have in the U.S., where you just kind of celebrate your mom that day. There was there were no more medals given for how many kids you have. And the moms were probably pretty happy about that because they're like, cool, I can stop being a water slide now. <laughs> it's like, where am I going to put all these medals? <laughs> oh, dude, what happened to all those medals? I don't know. I've never seen pictures of them. I've never seen them in like a museum. They must be somewhere. They've got to be. Um. Anyway, Serbia. Like, I thought it was just interesting that like Serbia and Ethiopia came up on these lists because like it's usually like you don't you know, hear a lot about those countries. Very specific questions. Companies come. Companies. Countries come up on these lists usually. As you can tell, with that little uh, Freudian slip, which is not a real thing. Uh, we're in America, where so, companies are more important than people. <laughs> Serbia has Mother's Day, Children's Day, and Father's Day. Actually, we have all three of those in this country as well. There's a Children's Day? Oh, yes, because kids don't get enough. This is not fair. I never got a single Children's Day present. I don't really know what's supposed to happen on Children's Day in the U.S. I just know it exists. Um, but they had these in three consecutive Sundays in December. Now, uh, theirs were a little, are a little different than ours because they all involve tying someone up and making them do stuff for you. <laughs> Okay. And it's amazing. Um, the children on Children's Day are tied up until they promise to behave. And I imagine that they are tied together if they are siblings, like in a get along shirt type situation. Okay, never mind. Then I guess I guess I have celebrated Children's Day. <laughs> on Mother's Day, the mothers are tied up until they give their kids presents and treats. But how? So you're that's tied just up. motherhood. I feel like. <laughs> And then Father's Day. 
fathers are tied up until they give everybody Christmas presents and then they eat a big dinner. That's amazing. I know. Like, why, why don't we tie people up more here? That's like really adding like a ticking clock to this because, event if you like don't make it out to the store and get those presents, like you're just you tied know, up I didn't now. Think about that. Like, do you have to actually go shopping for the gifts during this or is this like a three second thing where it's like, oh, ha ha, here are your presents and then it's done. I like the idea that they had to go shopping while tied up instead. <laughs> I'm just imagining like just tied to a chair. It's like I was going to go to the store, but Masked Singer was on. And listen, you got to untie me. It's like, like, no. Alexa, buy Mother's Day gifts for my children. I'm sorry. I don't know how to do that. We also shouldn't say that robot's name on our podcast. Someone's going to actually, we're going to end up buying someone like a. Hey, I know that I am the weird one here who does not use earbuds. Yeah. I listen to, but I also have a thing with my left ear where I can't always hear out of it very well. I'm a broken mess, guys. Like, my back is out. I currently can't hear very well out of my left ear. My knee keeps popping out of place. I wish I could say these were all symptoms of middle age, but no, it has been like this forever. I am just... I'm so scared about what's going to happen to you. Like, like just one morning, she's going to wake up, stretch, and both of her arms are just going to pop off comically like a Mr. Potato Head. Probably. Probably. But I do feel like um, we need to add more tying someone up and making them do stuff for us in a consensual manner. To our holidays here. I, that would, man, that is exactly what Easter needs to be more exciting. Like, there doesn't need to be anything sexual about it. Consensual does not necessarily mean sexual. Yeah. It just means that you're agreeing that you will you'll participate in this thing. Just like, you know, tie up grandpa until the kid, until it's like, oh, grandpa's going to be tied up until you kids find all the Easter eggs. Kind of like how I was coerced and did not actually consent to the goddamned ice bucket challenge. Oh, yeah. I wanted nothing to do with that. Um, I am not again. I'm not like for you know disease, but I also know how my system works. Note the bad back inability to hear out of my left ear and trick knee, and I was pretty sure dumping cold water on me wasn't a great idea. But Austin teamed up with my mother and guilted you and into guilted, it. So that is not that is not consent. And I managed to duck completely out of it and no one noticed. Just dodged that bullet. Hated it. Hated every second of it. Actually, that, we that actually weirdly did lead to some like research breakthroughs. It did. It did. And because it was Parkinson's, right? Uh, ALS. Mm, yeah. Either way, it did lead to some stuff. Um, so chances are no matter where you go in the world. Or MLS. Shit. MF. <laughs> MLS, Major League Soccer. Yes. All right, play the Jeopardy music. I'm looking it up. ALS. Yay, I was... You were right the first time. I mean, I threw enough stuff out there. I had to have been right at least once. Yes, it was definitely going to be soccer at some point. Yes, it was... The Ice Bucket Challenge was to cure America of soccer or European football. Is ALS also known as Lou Gehrig's disease? Okay, now is not the time to read about this. <laughs> um, sorry, I got into thinking about Michael J. Fox and how he's not doing so hard these days. Wow. Well, kinda... well, thanks a lot. Thanks for bumming me out. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Anyway, anywhere you go in the world, they have some kind of Mother's Day. But let's talk about the United States one. Just a little bit more. We still basically do it how Anna Jarvis did not want us to, with flowers and other gifts that moms may or may not want. Moms also get the special reward of not having to do chores that day. But more often than not, that just means she's got to do double the chores the next day. Yeah, because 
let me tell you, uh, when I made that Lego robot gun, uh, I made a big mess and there were Legos all over the floor, and I know I did not pick those up. And also, um, you know, feeling obligated to stay in bed while your family makes you breakfast in bed probably kind of sucks sometimes, like, especially if your kids are not early risers and you are, and now Ugh. either have to stay in bed or go back to bed to get breakfast in bed, like, just make your own breakfast. Or don't, because, um... Yeah. That yeah. is like the one weird thing, like the one way we don't really match up well is like on vacation because I'm an early riser. I want to get up and do stuff. I will get up and do stuff on vacation. But man, you do not want to. At the moment of getting up, no, I do not yeah. want to. But once we get going, I'm fine. But yeah. And I'm basically a golden retriever. It's like, oh my God, oh my God, let's go, let's go, let's go to the park. And yeah, she's exact reacts exactly like that. Silence and staring. So good on a podcast. So yeah, so we buy our mom stuff they don't want. We buy flowers that are just another chore that the, that they'll die soon. We <laughs> flowers are just a reminder of death. <laughs> they cry. She cries and they died and there's the whole funeral. Yeah, we got to bring it back to friends, man. It's been a while since we've had a friends with our friends. <laughs> um, and then we got the breakfast, which is a sweet gesture if you know if your kids and partner know how to cook um because so i mentioned just earlier this episode that i had a dead dad but my brother and i still really wanted to do mother's day that that year for my mom so we made her i don't remember what the meal was but i remember we we had coffee with it Uh, i believe my brother was in charge of the coffee i believe it was not me can't guarantee it but i'm pretty sure that's the case uh did you guys know that instant coffee does not work well in a coffee maker no. Yeah, you put instant coffee in a coffee maker, you end up with coffee mud. Oh no. It is just sludge. And so we're looking at her like, what do we do? What do we... so we just gave it to her. <laughs> um so we This had... explains so much. We had made her this like best we possibly could as like a 13 and an 11 year old who had never done this before by ourselves meal. I don't, I think there was like bacon and toast or something, you know, stuff that we could handle, but the coffee, and she tried, God love her. She tried it. And then she's like, this is the most disgusting thing ever. But luckily she had a sense of humor about it. And we all, we all ended up like laughing about it afterwards because I got, at least we tried. Because before that, it had always been, like, my dad was the one who was in charge of this kind of stuff. And, like, this was his, like, big day for my mom. And meanwhile, I'm not sure, but we might have broken the coffee maker. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Is this why your mom, like, insists on making coffee and does not let us touch her coffee maker when we go over? There is always coffee, like, actively being made when we go over there, isn't there? I think it's to, like, preempt you from ruining another coffee maker. I I have never... I've made a lot of coffee since and I worked at a Starbucks, which, by the way, my first day out of training working the um, as the drink maker by myself was Mother's Day. We were getting through over 100 people an hour with Ooh. me making these drinks, more or less impressive. And it was my first day out of training. I got like we had what we call um, like mug awards, which apparently, OK, guys, don't forget in different parts of the country words mean or different parts of the world words mean different things so mug they had a mug award in australia and it was not as well received um but i got like this little like a not a i didn't get the full award but i got like a i don't know if i got a nomination or what but basically it was like for uh maddie for rocking it on her first half of training with getting this and people through in an hour on mother's day because people don't want to cook for their moms they want to take them to starbucks and frankly maybe do that instead yeah, yeah. That way mom doesn't have something in her house she has to deal with. She gets a meal that's 
or at least a coffee that's made by somebody who knows what they're doing. And she gets to hang out with you, which chances are is all that she wants anyway. And also, it still reinforces the antiquated idea that she is doing all the chores in the first place, which unfortunately is true. Women are doing the majority of the chores and emotional labor in the household. So, um, and I get to play with Legos. This is weirdly accurate. Um, <laughs> so after this episode, you know, I'm going to have to figure out where to get myself some purple carnations and Austin's going to have to go clean the house because I'm done with this shit. <laughs> Um, so yeah, at the end of the day, most Mother's Days have something to do with a war and losing kids, providing kids for the nation, reuniting after a war, whatever. It typically has to do with war. Hmm. That's Mother's Day for you. The end. Wow. So Mother's Day is just this weird, like, it's like, we're sorry your kids died in a war. Anyway, here's a breakfast you don't want. (laughs) Um, here's an art project that you don't want. I glued macaroni onto construction paper. Here is a cheesy ass thing that says a mother's love is forever. I got you. I got you a mug that says live, laugh, love on it. We don't even joke about those things on this podcast, no, Austin. I, did I save the forbidden words? You said the forbidden words. Now, uh, actually, the live, laugh, love version of Voldemort you, is coming to get us. Okay, it's too se- late now. We've said it twice now. If we say those words a third time, a Karen will come to speak to our manager. So Gigi the cat? Yes. Our ca- <laughs> Actually, our, ca- our, our cats are our official managers of this podcast, and um, any complaints we ever get do go to them. Yes, to which Gigi will respond with an epic purr and the loudest use of the litter box you will ever hear. It's like she's landing an airplane in there. But at least she's using the litter box. She's Took using four years. the litter box. So, yeah, Mother's Day actually doesn't have that long of a history, um, but it does kind of have a weirdly dark history. Yeah. Um, I could have gone more and more into Mothering Sunday. I could have gone, you know, I could have decided to actually dive into what the Aryan race is, but I decided to leave genocide too much out of it as a focus for now. Let's not focus on how Mother's Day is a product of genocide. I mean, also Mother's Day causes genocide because if there weren't moms, there wouldn't be people to commit genocide. Whoa. So really, it's your mom's fault that we have genocide. There's a whole song about this and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Energy in space is the ultimate bad father. (laughs) Nothing is ever anyone's fault, Austin. Ah, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is such an underrated show. You guys should go watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend as soon as you're done listening to us. Yeah, that's actually our thing. plan for the evening. Yeah, after he actually, finished. it really it, is. It really is. Um, so yeah, basically, death equals Mother's Day? Question mark. So the flowers are perfectly appropriate as a reminder of your mortality. Yes. There is nothing like celebrating your mother by reminding her of her mortality. Dear mom, we love you. Plus, you're going to die someday. Hope you're going to leave us stuff in the will. Love your children. P.S. I want that necklace. My sister doesn't get it. I get it. Okay, though. Developmentally, every kid asked their mom at least once what they were going to get when they died. They just did. Yeah. I verified at a very young age that I'll be getting her wedding rings. I was like four. I remember doing this. (laughs) It was not Mother's Day, though. It's like, happy Mother's Day. When you die, I'm getting everything. (laughs) (laughs) So really, your Mother's Day present is like a gift to me. So thank me, I guess. There are a lot of these Mother's Day celebrations I came across that I didn't even talk about, where the goal of the day was for the moms to give gifts to their kids. I'm like, I am sorry. But every day is already kids day. Yeah. Let the moms have this one. Yeah. I just realized the me complaining about kids day. It's like, what? I want a day where my parents buy me things and make me dinner because that certainly isn't the everyday <laughs> norm as a child. Yeah. You, you aren't paying rent. You aren't yeah. buying your clothes. You aren't making your own food. Like, I mean, 
we're talking from a point of privilege here, obviously. But even then, the norm is that you are at least not entirely without support in some way as a child. Um, Moms just kind of out there doing the best that they can. Maybe we shouldn't force them on different countries' Mother's Days to give their kids presents instead. All right, you ready for some questions? I'm ready for questions. Will this be on the test? Mother's Day in the U.S. started as a way to get the boys to get along after the Civil War. (laughs) Yes, because it's so funny. The woman who fought the hardest for Mother's Day to become a national holiday spent the next half of her life fighting against it because of its commercialization. Oh, absolutely not, because uh, we live in Hallmark territory and they will cut us. Some form of Mother's Day is celebrated worldwide, but many of them have been influenced by America's version. Yes, because America, to quote Team America, world please, America, fuck yeah. A lot of the celebrations are a bit outdated, assuming moms are still in charge of all the cleaning and or cooking. Ooh, depends on what state you're in, but yes, it should be on the test. I will straight up say in this household, Austin does the cooking. Yep, and you do the laundry because we all have our own skills, and mine is not laundry. Although he had to do it yesterday, I've not gotten to expect his work because my back, my back, I'm old. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully I did a good job. Otherwise, next week, uh, it's just going to be another Maddie alone special because mm-hmm. she will have murdered me. Yeah, we are hoping to get. Well, OK, here's the deal, guys. I like us both going on the same week. Austin prefers this method where we are skipping weeks uh, going back and forth. I like the both of us doing one each episode because I kind of figure it forces us to go back and forth and banter a little bit more, but in a more productive way. Uh, I feel like it makes us both more engaged in what we're doing that episode. And I also feel like out of the five people who listen to us, there's probably some who are fans of me and some who are fans of Austin and prefer to hear both of us speak or, you know, to skip the one person's part and listen to the other person's. Oh, yeah. As I just realized the implication that I didn't think of that I think we definitely need to be both of us because it could turn into, oh, uh, it becomes obvious and it will have metric proof that everyone likes Maddie more than me. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've kind of always suspected, but then we'll look at that's like, huh, it's weird how every other week our listenership just drops, Austin. It's like, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, we do have verifiable proof from the end of my last marriage that I was the more liked of the two. <laughs> it's true. Austin was a groomsman in my first wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. People seem to like you, but Austin and I, despite being married for five years, float in different circles still. Yeah. It's, you're very much a true crime podcast person. I'm a D&D actual person. Although play I am, podcast I am person. not a true crime social justice warrior on the internet person. And I am not a D&D actual play podcast. Let's complain about how this isn't historically accurate person. No, we are just people who enjoy listening to these things. Yeah. So, uh, where can people find us? Why they can find us on our website at on the te- they can find us at Twitter at on the test pod. They can find us on Instagram at on the test pod. They can find us at Facebook at facebook.com slash on the test pod and our website on the test And you can find us here every Tuesday with a brand new episode. Um, and it sounds like we have finally agreed that we will, uh, maybe not next week, but the week after, go back to our normally scheduled two episodes, two people every, t- uh, two people every time situation. Um, so, but if you like this better, tweet us. Let us know. Yeah. Like the other version better, tweet us. Let us know. Yeah. Because we get a little bit bored over here. And uh, also, if you can help me find out where Mindy Kaling's dress from the HelloFresh commercials is from, I did tweet at her earlier, but I haven't heard back yet. I mean, what else could she possibly be doing? It's not like she's 
you know, producing multiple DC shows, has children, and is just like super amazing and, and busy. And is prepping and awesome. for Mother's Day, which is coming up this Sunday after this episode comes out. Yeah, it's not like what is she? A, it's like she can't possibly be too busy to respond to us. I mean, HelloFresh could be could be could give me that at least. That's true. All right, um, I'm really tired and my back is starting to hurt and I'm also hungry again. So on that note, class, class dismissed. dismissed.